I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze's other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. It's snowing in New York City. Feels like a night at Boutique with Dorinda and John. We got off on the right foot, but if you are bad to my girl Kyle, I'm going to shove the other one up your ass. Oh my god. You just had a little LVP moment, guys. I'm, I'm all about the, the Vander Peeps. Oh my god. You guys, happy snow day. Um, it is Andy's girl. Here's what's so sad. I'm actually looking at my phone right now to see what episode it is. It's episode 35. Holy smokes. <laughs> So guys, um, it's snowing in New York, which I am super upset about because even though I'm from Rhode Island, I feel like I'm actually allergic to snow. You know, some people are like allergic to latex, which I think is 100% a lie. So I, they don't have to wear condoms. Probably. <laughs> um, I just don't like the snow. I don't want to be near it. I guess it's pretty, but like I could do without it maybe mm -hmm. forever. Yeah. I just... It's gross. I don't ever want to have, like, my feet wet. I literally am late 20s plus, and I just bought snow boots, like, a couple weeks ago uh. for the very first time because people were, like, there was, like, almost an intervention. I was like, Sarah, you can't actually It makes wear. all the difference. That's probably why you hate the snow. But I don't like the way they look, and then I can't put together an outfit when I'm keeping in mind that snow boots are going to be a part of it. And I got Sorel, which I guess is, like, good or whatever. It all looks like shit. Like, you have to no decide. You either have to commit to the, like... I'm just like a cute girl in my like snow boots or schlep a different pair of shoes with you. Remember Isaac Mizrahi's documentary Unzipped? And yes. remember like the whole process and he was going for like very like winter 
like warrior with his lines. Yeah. That's how I feel like I am in snow boots in the worst possible way. Like this is not like an Isaac Mizrahi designed snow boot. It's just like shitty fur that's coming out of the top of the boot. Well, do better. I know. <laughs> I should even, but there's like no better. There's that's no, not true. I see fierce people all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna start in text, snow boots. I'm gonna start texting you pictures of like fierce. Okay, snow please people. do. My budget is a dollar because, by the way, I do not support spending money on something that is specific to a season. So I buy a little bit of stuff. Why am I like a little bit? Like I'll buy a little shoe here, a little dress here, but I'll wear it all year round, which is probably why I had the. Clue. I do not support you. <laughs> what? I'm. I believe so strongly in. No. Dressing for the season. Oh my god! Much like Lisa Vanderpump, I own pink, so like I will wear that. No, but I don't mean color wise. I mean like material, material no. thickness. Mm-hmm. I'll wear chiffon. I, I could wear chiffon smear. tonight. I have this beautiful '60s green, like beautiful lime green chiffon that I have not yet worn. It's oh just like god. what I collect vintage. Then at a certain point, you just buy it and you buy it and you buy it, and then you find a time, like three years in, you'll find a place to wear it. Um, speaking of things that make me happy, um, some new, some housewife news. First off, some Ben Rimmelauer news. Oh, Ben, ben Rimmelauer. Rimmelauer. No, oh, he's that, that really cute guy, right? Oh my God. <laughs> so good. So do, can I tell you how many people have reached out to me listening to the apps of AG that you've been on that are like, when is Ben Rimmelauer coming back? I had literally someone texted me today and I was like, oh, Ben's going to be on the show this week. Oh my God. Tell him. Thank you guys. I love you too. Thank you to all the fans. Oh my god. You need to give a Ben Rimmelauer acceptance speech, which I'm guessing you will do during your one man shows that are returning to New oh York City. Oh my god. Annie's Girls listeners, if you live in the tri state area, and even if you don't, you should just like fly out for them. Or if you're in LA, I'll be at Casita del Campo March 3rd and 4th. Oh my God. And so you're, it's both of your shows. Are you doing yeah. them both in the same night? Yeah. All, yeah. Okay. So you were, you're going to be at the Duplex in New York City on the February 19th and March 19th. February 19th, March 19th. Give us a little synopsis of the shows. So we have Patty Issues, issues. Uh, and Bad With Money. Okay. Patty Issues is, uh, it juxtaposes my tumultuous relationships with my father, <gasps> as well as Patty LuPone. Your so issues Patty LuPone? Yeah, it's a play on Daddy Issues. Although the comedian Jackie Hoffman said that I should have called it Daddy LuPone. <laughs> oh, no. Wait a second. And so Patty has seen the show. Yeah. Yeah. Is she going to come this month? No, Gaze. she doesn't, like, keep coming. She should come every time. No, she, she came once. That was really nice. Somehow get that in the contract that she must sit, like, front row center. That would she be. sat last row center. Oh. Yeah. Did she wear, like, a disguise? No. no she was very Sally Field at the mall, you know? <gasps> I mean, Patty LuPone at the duplex? Come on. Oh, my God. I'm yeah. so into it. Was there a gay riot? A gay riot. Yeah. Oh my god, I love it. And then where? And then when are you going to be in LA? March third and fourth. Oh, is so the that's shows exciting. There. Yeah. What's the response like? What's the different kind of audience? Difference in the audience in New York versus LA? Um, it's a little easier to do the show in LA. I feel like the it LA, is. yeah, because the LA audience is very much like, oh my god, a New York theater show. <laughs> I love New York theater. <laughs> Mandy Patinkin is like my spirit animal. Oh my god. Whereas in New York, they're like, well, my friend did a show about Patty Lapone last year, and it was just like much better. <laughs> oh 
the worst. That's terrible. So I'm so excited to see it. So guys, you can get tickets online at, at com or pattyissues.com. Oh, shit. Patty with an I. <gasps> Yeah. My God. So, yeah. guys, it's going to be phenomenal, and I've heard amazing things. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but... Um, oh, yes, you are. But Sarah is going to be there. Guys, yeah. I'm going to be there, so, like, come kiki with me, DM me or whatever, because we know I'm not on Facebook, <laughs> and somehow find a way... So, I've had people send me Instagram requests, but since I don't accept all requests, I don't know if they're a real person or, like, a bot... So, guys, I don't know if it's possible to do this, but, like, maybe, like, send me a Twitter DM that you're sending me an Instagram request. So, I'm a sociopath. I, 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 I don't understand. Public, it, it, I can't it, have a public uh, Instagram. Like, I can't have people knowing that, like, if I'm busy and can't go to, like, a certain thing, it's because I'm at a sample sale. You know, like, I can't... Like, I have an idea. How about if you're lying to people about where you are, don't Instagram. <laughs> I know, but then what's the point? Guys, so just try to figure out a way. If, if you... <laughs> You, you know what? Anybody that wants to talk to Sarah, just send me a message and I'll get it for her, okay? No. I will be Sarah's personal assistant. I, think of me as Kellyanne Conway and Sarah's oh Donald God. Trump. I'm so excited. Can I also tell you, so I've been really struggling with Tinder because I don't understand it. And then sometimes I'll like swipe right. And by swipe right, by the way, I don't actually swipe. I do the green check thing because I like forget what the swiping is about. Oh, I'm yeah. mildly retarded. I hear that. So I sometimes swipe for people that I think like are nice people. And then when like this fugly mountain beast sends me a message, I'm like, how are they able to contact me? <laughs> so I <laughs> emailed a friend of mine who's like, do you have any good dating stories? So I was telling him about this um, gay guy that I'm like. I guess I was like sort of seeing or whatever. Which what? is like a conversation. Literally. Speaking of Bethany Frankel. <laughs> so, oh my God. And guys, we'll get to that Bethany and Jason News in, two, in a top of the skip. Mm. So there was a guy that I reached out to. No, that reached out to me. Oh, no, that I reached out to after we connected on Tinder because um, he said that he was a flywheel addict and I'm like a spin sociopath. So we started talking about that. Do you, do you understand what it's like to sit with someone that says, I'm a spin sociopath? Um, it's like heaven on I'm earth. actually like eating donuts with my <laughs> pants unbuttoned right now. And what a sight it is. <laughs> um, John Modassian, is that you? Um, so I, we started talking and then it became one of those things. And this is the, this is what's horrible about online dating, which sounds so terrible and so gener generic. But you start talking to someone and if you get along in the sense that you're able to communicate with each other in the same basic language you think it's love so this guy and i started messaging and it was literally a week of just because he had asked me to drink so we knew the drinks were on the books so i was like oh my god it's love so i like did my stupid fucking sarah galley thing where i like booked a hair appointment i didn't just get a blowout i did get highlights that i did not need like i got balayage and roots and whatever. I don't know like, what that word means, but it sounds really paint, sexy. It's the French style where they like Ooh, paint okay. instead of. So I was like, okay, this is the guy. But there were some like warning signs. Um, for example, <laughs> he, I turned him into watching Schitt's Creek, which I'm great super into. Show. Super great, great show. show. Great, great, great show. But, and he would message me about like how one of the characters was wearing $500 sweaters that he recognized. Oh, Dan like, Levy, my boyfriend. Yeah, Dan Levy, the love of my life. Oh, we could share him. Okay, great. Perfect. That oh, wait, is I don't know future. if he's really bi in real life. I think he's gay. On the show, he's bi, I mean. Yeah, I don't know why I think he's gay because he's so funny and smart and super attractive. Hi! <laughs> so I know I have no shot. 
Um, so he, so this guy, and then at one point he was talking about shopping and he has four different coffee makers, which for me, I was like, Rawr. and then he, <laughs> so weirded out. I am such a hag. So then he's like, yeah. And I was shopping at Uniqlo, which I've only been to one time with a lesbian friend and I wanted to kill myself. It <laughs> hashtag. Was, it was like a horrible hashtag. Shopping I, like with I think these are from Uniqlo, the socks Nightmare. and these pants it's the exact opposite of what shopping should be it's not even shopping it's like a japanese warehouse it's that's like, why i like it it's like ikea for in clothing. and out in and out exactly hated it wanted to literally i have been known to throw an adult tantrum and i like actually threw a tantrum and was like i need to leave here this is not okay the only kind of I'm shopping not, I, I like i need to go to a safe space and that safe space is bergdorf or sex no no i like an ikea type clothing store like uniqlo Nightmare. or give me a small one room boutique where you can see the entire store oh without turning your head and you can quickly walk through and go, yes, no, yes, no, that yes, no. That is also my nightmare. I hate that. Wow. I either like... We cannot shop binge, together. We cannot shop together. And shopping with me is like the best. Anyway, so he was saying that he was at Uniqlo and like a gay couple was flirting with him and th- thought he was gay, which I don't even know what my honest reaction to that was, except... Well, are you? <laughs> right. So that's what should have happened. But I was like, oh, I guess it's because he's like so funny and whatever. Yeah. So. And we, you met him on Tinder? I met him on, yeah, yeah, on Tinder. Are you sure it wasn't Instagram? <laughs> no, how would he have ever been able to reach out to How would I ever have accepted his? Unless his like, Instagram photo was like, oh, I'm a homosexual. And then I would have been like immediately accepted. Insta-gay. Insta-gay. Ins- yeah. So, um. I, so I literally, I'm like in a car on my way to see him and I don't feel in any way nervous or whatever. Cause I think bad I sign. knew, <laughs> such cause I think I knew I, I, there were so many warning signs like him, like saying you like to have sex with men. They're just kidding. <laughs> so I, the, but I thought, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my God, so do I, another thing that we have in common. So the car stops and I see a guy outside the street and I was like, oh, who's that gay guy? And then I walk across the street and I'm like. Oh my god! And then it was a three-hour date. I couldn't. You, you need to stop calling it a date first off. <laughs> it was a convening. It was something. And do you know those moments where you're like on a date with someone and like your legs brush brush against each other? I didn't think it was anything because I was out to drink with a gay guy. Right. And so then at the end, he's like, "We should do this again." And I was so, I was like ready to go. And I was like, "Yeah, let's totally." Because I'm a fuck up. So I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." And then he texted me and was like. Yeah, let's like do it again. I was like, yeah, because you like, loved him. That's fine. Yeah, what's the problem? But I want to like understand if he's actually gay. Oh, we still don't know for real that he's gay. I mean, I think well, he, he met you on Tinder. I think he thinks he wants to have sex with me, which means like rubbing against me fully clothed. Like, I think that's like that's what I did with Brenda Alzagon at the Barnard <laughs> pre-college summer program, oh my God. listening to Miss Saigon in 1993. <gasps> Listening to Shout him. out to Brenda Alzadon and, and uh, Leia Salaga. Um, yeah, so guys, um, I know that all of you wanted to hear that. I don't remember why we're talking. About- oh yeah, so I was talking to a friend who said I needed a Tinder, a tin turn instead of an intern. Like That's I need amazing. someone to swipe and do a better job of like curating your Tinder experience. I need, I need a Tinder curator because guys, it's really Wait, hard. Wait, do you want what the gay guys the gay name? Guy? You can't say, huh? Do you want him to rub up his against culture, you with clothes on? His culture may not appreciate if I was really his name. <laughs> Do you want him to rub up against you in clothing? 
Oh my god, honestly, it makes me want to vomit in my mouth a little bit because oh. do I want to have sex with my gay friends? I don't. I, I no, don't. I'm your gay friend. He's a guy that thinks he's straight that you met Could on Tinder. Could never have him inside of me. <laughs> we, we're talking <laughs> about clothing, frottage. Oh, do I? Frottage? Wait. Frottage. Do I want him to rub up against yeah. me? Yeah. Like you put on a little Miss Saigon. <laughs> He's put on company. Do you know I once had a. Bobby. <laughs> I once dated a gay man for a month because I was like, how does he not know? And the last date, he had two pianos in his bedroom, in his bedroom, <laughs> and he played Someone Is Waiting. He played Someone Is Waiting oh. for me from company, and then we made out, and then I was like, take off your clothes. He's like, I can't. And I was like, terrific. So um, that has I'm actually happened. <laughs> Guys, so if anybody knows of a gay man looking for a beard, please tell him not to shave and to seek me out on Instagram. And but first, me. he's got to make sure he has four coffee machines and two pianos. <laughs> right, and that he's picked up at assorted terrible clothing stores by actual um, out gay men. Um, okay, guys, so that was a fun little walk down Sarah's um, <laughs> lack of sex the last couple of weeks. Um, so couple pieces of housewife news. First off, Quasi-breaking news was announced this week that Lydia's coming back to OC and Heather Dubrow is not. Now, I know you're not a huge OC fan. Or even a... Um, or even a little <laughs> bit. I have to say, there. I understand why Heather's not back. She gave us almost nothing. She was, she was the nanny last season on OC. She was just there to call out Kelly Dodd and not really do anything else. It does annoy the shit out of me that her entire plotline last season was the building of her new mega, mega, mega mansion home, and now we don't get to see it. I mean, I think that's you don't feel like atrocious. they'll be like that. Maybe she'll ca- maybe she'll cameo. I mean, I, I started People t- magazine maybe just like a spread. Right, me, I mean, sure, but I feel like within the housewife pantheon. I mean, I want to have the whole plot line. I want someone to like try to kill someone else with a butcher knife, like inside or bread knife or yeah. whatever. Like, I want it to be a part of an episode, and maybe she will return. I mean, there are rumors that there are a couple rumors, one of which I started. <laughs> the one that I actually heard about was that she was not interested in returning because producers offered her a friend of role, and much like Yolanda on Beverly Hill, she politely declined the demotion, which is something that I 100% believe. The Except... Thing- there are some success stories of friend doves who then return to Like the what they're cast. trying to do with Camille? Maybe, but I was thinking more like Luann. Oh, yeah. Luann took full advantage. Luann was at her best when she was a friend of. She did a great job. No Tino Shade. She was? No Tino Shade. Oh, um, she but. was not even a little bit uncool. She was like at her cool. She, <laughs> she was, didn't break the girl code. She did not break the girl code. Neither did her daughter singing back up. Um, so I think that is probably what happened. And I also think because Dubrow and Lydia didn't get along, if Dubrow heard even a little bit of a whisper that Lydia was coming back, I'm sure that forced her into, there's Mm. no way in fuck I'm going to do this. She really doesn't need the money. I mean, she's growing her brand. So I think that will probably be affected, but her husband is all over TV. Dr. Dubrow has botched and botched whatever the fuck and botched PS and botched BT dubs. Like he has so many spinoffs of that show and is such a TV whore that I don't think she'll really lose a ton by not being on it. Mm-hmm. I do think that that was a huge choice from producers. If they were going to choose a former housewife, it's crazy. Not crazy, but it says something to Gretchen and um, Lizzie that they weren't chosen after they've done so much sort of whoring on social media about being friends with Vicky and building an alliance. It does kind of suck that one of them wasn't picked because I think that would have been phenomenal if Gretchen Rossi had returned or mm-hmm. Lizzie. 
I think it would have been great. But, you know, Lydia is one of these people who seemed very light and kind of innocuous and then just really delivered, kind of like Eileen on Beverly Hills, where Mm -hmm. you don't really think anything of this person. And then they say something that's like relatively smart and well thought out and whatever. And it was terrific. So there's that. There's something to look forward to, OC fans. I don't know if they've started filming, um, but I'm interested to see how that affects all the shit that's going down with Tamara and Vicky at all. Um, some other OC news, Shannon Bedore checked into, oh, actually they haven't started filming because Shannon Bedore announced that she like checked into a fat camp or something before production started, which just made me feel really sad that she was like going to a place specifically to like lose weight when she's already so like into the homeopathy Mm. bullshit, whatever. And Shannon Bedore, if you're listening, you know, I die for you and please, um, just like be happy and accept yourself and maybe just go on the elliptical for like 30 to 45. You don't need to like go somewhere to I like, know, but like it kind of sounds fun to go. Uh, I mean, I had fun at rehab. So fat uh, does not sound bad. Did you go to a fancy rehab? Well, yeah. I mean, a real one. But like, did you guys have to like do chores or could you just like kiki? <laughs> uh, we had to do very you little chores. You know how like Betty Ford is supposed to be phenomenal, but it's like, Super intense. Mine was like Betty Ford's Hazel Dim. Oh, oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, it's like the original. Did Lindsay go there? Everyone's been there. Not when I was there, but. Did anyone, was there anybody fancy? Not when I was there. But they've all, Liza went where I was, Lindsay <gasps> went where I was. How long ago did Liza go? Which time? Oh, Liza. Liza Z and Liz Peck. Oh no! Okay, um, so that's. Where- <laughs> you ever see the YouTube video Liza on an E? <laughs> oh no! Liza, when is Liza returning? She was so good on Arrested Development, and then well, she, the like, show's over. Like, I know, so she, but- she probably has gone back many times. <laughs> oh no, Liza! Um, so that's the OC news. So we obviously have to talk a little bit about what the fuck is happening with Bethany and Jason. So Andy's girls listeners, I'm sure all of you have heard about this but um so jason was arrested this week last week for allegedly threatening bethany frankel and her current boyfriend dennis shields it's so sad that i know his name um for i guess harassing them and you know he was saying that he would never leave them alone and that Unlike Bethany's mother, who drove away her father, she could never get rid of him. Mm. And I just kind of feel like, guys, you know I've been Team B since day one. And I've seen every episode of her spinoff at least twice. And I've read I don't think any Bravo exec could contest that. (laughs) Well, that's. That's why I have a podcast. (laughs) Um, So I just kind of feel like I get it a little. Is that terrible? No, no, no. I just, she is such a broken, fractured soul. And they were never really right from the start because I don't think she's meant to be in a long, she's definitely not meant to get married again, but I don't really see Bethany in a long-term relationship. I think Bethany would be better in like, shorter long-term relationships Mm -hmm. she is incredibly difficult and self-absorbed and which by the way just sweet oobs selfish so like that's not necessarily a bad thing but like i don't think she has the capacity to look at someone else and understand that they are also a human person like i think she's just so caught up in her own which has led her to great professional success as well as some other shit 
Um, but I, I just think he was like a normal guy from Pennsylvania mm. that started dating. I know, right? If only he didn't have a butter like face. Boxer shorts. Why? You know? Here's the thing. Do you, ever, do you think Jason Hoppy is attractive? Have we had so this conversation? Attractive. I don't Jason get it. Jason Hoppy, if you're listening, Jason Hoppy, I, I will swipe do. right for you. There I will green check for you on Tinder. Everything's I will, on the table, Jason. <laughs> I will green check for you on Tinder. I don't understand his face so much, I or actually his it. body. He needs to gain sixty pounds and then call me. I like a bear. I love every part of him. You do. Like, you're actually sexually attracted to him. His I'm face? crazy sexually attracted Guys, to him. can you please tweet me and let me know if you think you would fuck Jason Hoppy? Because I don't think I could. I could. But I, 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 lights out. I mean, like, I don't. Oh, no. His, <laughs> oh, my God. I want to wear one of those little lights on my forehead when I go speedlunking all up in <laughs> Jason Hoppy. <laughs> oh, my God, Jason Hoppy. But what do you think? Like, what's your opinion as a super New York diehard. And I love Bethany also. Um, but I, I have a complicated relationship with Bethany. Be- we are like, we're taking time off from each other gotcha. in well, my head. Well, I mean, I, I really love Bethany. But I, um, you know, I, I think Bethany is someone who has built a world that revolves around either her or maybe her daughter, you know. Right. But on, but her daughter's an, an, a youngster, yeah, so it revolves five, around five it revolves around what Bethany thinks is best for her daughter, right? Right. So, and Bethany has enough money to not have to answer to anybody. What, and then someone's wanting to be a co-parent who doesn't have money doesn't and doesn't have to answer to her because he's the father. He doesn't. He has like you know whatever you call it equal rights. You know he, Bethany right. can't boss him around. She also can't buy him like she can everybody else in her life. So it's got to be a very fraught relationship, and if they their marriage fell apart in the first place, and we all know it was a really ugly divorce, it makes sense that trying to move forward as Bryn's parents, they wouldn't be two people that could work together in a good way about that, you know. And uh, so I'm just not surprised at all, and. Uh, I'm a little disappointed to hear that my honey behaved this way. But I feel like she broke him. I really do. Well, we're all responsible for our behavior. I mean, we are, but I also feel like their relationship is so abnormal in every way. It it just never made sense because she is just has to do like hardcore work on herself and recovering and being a survivor of her childhood, which sounds like it was fucking abusive as shit. Yeah. It just, she, I don't think she was in a place, I think they were in a short-term, long-term love, where it just couldn't have survived her issues, and his probably interest in having a traditional relationship. I have an idea. Yeah. Why don't Jason and I get married? Okay, into And it. we don't have to do the whole Benji There are rumors, thing. talking about rumors, there are wow. rumors that Jason was, like, maybe a little bit gay. Well, I don't listen to rumors. I'm willing for Jason to be straight, except when it comes to me. Okay. But we'll get that. married, and we'll just test it out, and we'll see. Having sex with each other? We're oh. being married. Okay, and got ha- it. Definitely having sex. Okay. And if our relationship ends in a terrible divorce like theirs did, maybe it's not all Bethany's fault. That's true, and you'll get half of his half of her apartment, so that'll be great. Guys, I was not even thinking about that. <laughs> My interest in Jason was but... purely penal, but, like, I'm definitely willing to take Shalom, some of that proper time. I went there. Shalom, I 100% <laughs> was thinking about it. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, stay tuned, I guess, for more. I mean, it just feels like no no one's thinking about Bryn. I mean, that's what I think. I'm, I'm thinking, thinking about her. You're thinking about her, and I'm just thinking they're both terrible parents right now because they're so selfish and so interested in being connected. I do not believe that she thinks he is a physical threat. I think he is probably a genuine legal and otherwise annoyance. 
but the fact of the matter is he is this child's father. There is no way she will ever be able to get rid of him. So they need to find out a way to live together. And he needs to understand that just because they're not married, I mean that she's in such a power position professionally, financially, and otherwise. If the only way that he's trying to assert power is by like abusing her in constant messages, it's just not going to work out in his favor because when shit like this happens and then she shows up with her million dollar attorneys and her publicists and her hangers on, all of whom are salaried, he's not, he's just not going to win. Like he doesn't, he has no prayer. He has no prayer and he has no, I mean, he allegedly had hired someone to invest in his divorce, which I guess a lot of people are doing now where if you're going through a divorce with someone, yeah, Ben is looking just slightly surprised at that. If you're going through a divorce with like a bajillionaire, there are investors just like in anything else who will front the money for your attorney's fees and then get something back, back, end after it's resolved which makes sense and we're in this crazy new world of life attorney's fees and like some street walking around money yeah they'll get a percent i mean they're investing in it no but i mean like let's say my attorney's costing me a hundred grand yeah you know and you're oh and you need to also survive in your life during this time and like go shopping at uniqlo and buy yourself very humble (laughs) shopping at uniqlo very so maybe you're like, oh my God, I'm getting divorced and also I need to buy Uniqlo. Yeah. And they'll be like, yeah, here's a bajillion dollars Thank and you. whatever. So, I mean, I guess, I don't know. It's just all fucked up. And it just makes me sad when I see this stuff because I'm like, none of you actually care about your child. I do not believe that. I Bethany, think that's a little I just don't know. Harsh. I just know. I think that if, and this, I say this as a non-parent who's never been married, so I'm obviously an expert. But I just think that at a certain point, you need to put your shit aside, have a full-time mediator. If you can afford a stylist, you can afford someone who is solely responsible, third-party in your child's best interests, not your therapist, not his, someone who's like a professional lifetime coach nanny who can say... That's a good idea. try to teach you how to communicate with each other. I mean, I was watching Beverly Hills this week. And listening to Camille, St. Camille of Grammar, talking about how Kelsey refuses to talk to her seven years later. And then um, Lisa Rinna says, you know, how beautiful Mason has become. And, and, you know, and Camille saying, oh, yeah, and she's been, she's kind of an old soul and she's had to be. Yeah. I mean, there's something really depressing about that. But also, you know, we don't know the whole story. We don't know the whole story, but we know that Kelsey has bounced from one wife to the next and left Camille for a flight attendant. Look, nobody hates Kelsey Grammer more than I do. I I think Frasier is the worst show ever. Like, I'm like, Kelsey Grammer in like, like, please. Like, when he did Sweeney Todd with Christine Baranski, I was just like, next. When did he do Sweeney Todd? He like can barely n- sing. Ni- thank you. 1999 Los Angeles reprise. Oh, that's why I don't know it. Oh, my God. Well, what I mean, what do you think about that situation? With, it feels crazy to me. And it feels like he's teaching his kids. Here's my issue. It's that your kids grow up and they think that this kind of fractured relationship is unhealthy. And Bethany is doing exactly to her daughter what was done to her. And it's, a, it's an abuse like anything else. You're just continuing abusive cycles. I just feel that... Those things are true in general, but we really don't know the situation with either of these. We things. don't, but we do because I see parts of it on Bravo. No, but like I'm all about like like if they show it to us in the plot of the show, it might be manufactured, but at least like we have something to go by. Right. But when it all happens, like just sort of you know peripherally, we don't right. even have a plot. So here's a question about peripheral Michigas 
what is actually happening with Camille on Beverly Hills? I don't understand it. I see her. It feels like I see her a lot constantly, but not long enough aside from the stuff with Kelsey to have any understanding of how she actually thinks about this stuff. But we see lunches at her house. We see her invited to things. We see her meeting up with Lisa. I don't even know, is she even considered a friend of right now? I don't think she is. I think she's just a familiar face. It's like cheers. I mean, I don't know. I, I think she's considered a friend of. Is she? I don't know that she's a formal friend of. Eden is a friend of. Eden is not a full-time housewife. Eden is a formal friend of where we oh, see her personal life. Are we life. going there now? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just want to say one more thing about Camille, which is like someone need, someone in production needs to tell me, yeah. like needs to make up their mind of like what the fuck they're doing with her because I want more of her. And I it feels say, like though, they're dangling I kind of like her the way she is. Because I love her so much right now. And I feel like if we get 45 seconds with her where she like talks or something, I don't know, but you know, Camille, Camille has given us some good stuff and all that shit that went down with, this is, guys, I, I'm sorry if this is a little bit of a Debbie Downer, but like the Taylor shit with the abuse and Camille was the one that's, that kind of, that really said in open, you know, you can't blame Lisa when we're talking right. about rumor spreading right. when we're all responding. I mean, like yeah. Camille has balls and yeah. I just want to see her embrace them more, not to say that she hasn't been, but just because we don't see enough of it on right. camera. Speaking of balls, though, the fucking balls on Eden Sassoon. First yeah. off, Eden Sassoon of Sassoon, but not necessarily Sassoon money. I think it's become a very apparent, not only because we saw her house, but all is not well with... She's the, a little bit like a pretty Faye Resnick. She is... Oh my God, that was so good. She is a thousand percent... Faye Resnick, high and mighty, I know all, she has a very strong, I don't even know if it's ego, she has a very strong sense that she is the correct way. Yeah. And from yeah. an addict. No humility. No humility, no really understanding that we are all people and that if you're an addict, that is not all there is about you, there are other things. And something that an addict should know, everything she says about Kim might be true, but she also should know that it's not her... Job. Yeah. Like, you know... It's not her do job to diagnose and treat cameras. Yeah, that's not her place. That's very inappropriate. She can get in line. Yeah. I mean, there are other people, probably medical professionals, who are also handling this. Or I like, mean, I don't know, Kathy Hilton. Oh, Kathy Hilton. I think if we're going to talk about enablers... Kathy Hilton is where yeah. we look first before yeah. we look at Kyle. I think Kyle probably used to be a very strong enabler and was like paying her bills and then stopped and yeah. then who knows and then Kim was allegedly homeless or whatever. I don't like to poo-poo the idea of enabling because I'm still really hoping my family will do that for the rest of my life. Financially enabling? And Well, just enable me in every possible way. Oh my God, I'd love it. Speaking of the investing in the divorces, yeah. I'm trying to convince my brother to loan me money against our inheritance. Wait, couple things. You have an inheritance? Well, I don't know, but my parents are going to die and leave us something. So I'm saying like... Do I get something? No, I get nothing. But do oh you get God. something when my parents die? Oh my, that would be great. If we're married. <laughs> let's, let's, let's make that happen. Wait a second. You're trying to get your brother to do what now? So I want my brother to give me money now. Like, let's say he gives me $100 now. And then when my parents die, I inherit $300. He'll then get $200. Oh, you know what? I was at a dinner with my cousins, who are the only people um, who have money. And one of the cousins said to his parents, 
in front of all of us that he wanted his inheritance now. Which well, I've tried like, that. My parents said no. But yeah, I don't think my, you should get it now. Well, I'm sorry that that's you your should opinion. Have, <laughs> shouldn't you have it like later? It's like a fun reward. <laughs> First of all, it's welcome to Trump's America. Do we even know if there's gonna be a later? Right, that's true. I mean, I guess it would deter. Wait, and why does your brother say no? Because he doesn't want to front the money. Because he doesn't want to enable me. Well, what's the money being used for? Life? Are you going to go on a holiday? Among many things, there's a lot of things I need. Well, maybe he could... Look at me, I'm shopping at Uniqlo like a pauper. <laughs> I mean, maybe I would say, like, brother, brother dearest. His name's Harry. Harry. Harry, if you're listening. Is Harry single? He's No, Jewish. he has a really adorable girlfriend. I oh, girlfriend, though, so there's no ring. <laughs> no, they're, they're shopping for rings. They're shopping Terrific. for rings. Terrific. Okay, great. I could, like, refer them to some places. I wish them all the best. <laughs> um, so maybe if you were like, Harry, I want to go to Paris, like, would you, invest, would you like, pay for my Paris trip and, like, take that out? They took me to Paris for my 35th birthday, my brother and sister. Oh, my God. What? That's... It's not about Paris. It's about, like, I need liquidity. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is so privileged. I'm super into it. But I'm underprivileged. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not deprived. I'm just slightly underprivileged. Um, you. I'm like almost privileged. You and I'm Kim just, Richards. You and Kim Richards should like kiki about this at Palm at the Palm Desert House that Kyle stole from her sister. Yeah, we could. I mean, you know, the sad thing is, I when I first started watching Beverly Hills, I always thought that I was the LVP and my best friend was the Kyle. You might be the first person I've ever met that considered themselves an LVP. It's like the Sarah Jessica Parker, Sex and the City, like, which person are you? I don't think I've ever met an LVP. Well, I really felt that way, but then I realized, actually, my best friend is the Kyle, and I'm like, Oh, no! I remember the very first episode of Andy's Girls, um, Damien and I were talking, we were talking about our favorite housewives or whatever, and he said something, and he went, blah, 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 Brandy and Kim, and I was like, yeah, 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 like, they're terrible, they're horrible people, and he was like... No, I like them. And I went, and I went, I don't think you understand, like, what like means. I was like, no, no, you mean, like, they're terrible people. Like, I tried to, like, explain to him what liking means, that he is saying something positive when he actually means he should be, like, hating them. He loved to hate them. And he loved them because he liked a fractured whatever, which is, I just don't, I, I feel like, as everyone has said this week on the show, including Eileen, it's kind of enough with Kim now. And I think that this is actually going to be a good turn for the rest of the series because it's turning. It's no longer about is Kim actually sober or is Kim struggling? Is Kim maybe going to die? It's much more about what was Eden's role in being such a dick to everyone and how much of that was influenced by Lisa Rinna. Now, there are several issues. First off, Lisa Rinna is doing exactly what she accused LVP of doing last season, which is massaging behind the scenes coaching people, inventing plot, and then But she's, like, so fun, it. and her daughters are so cute and fun, her, her husband is so not, hot. Okay, first off, Harry Hamlin, adorable, have nothing bad to say about him. Uh, Would eat his meat any day, and I'm a... Yeah. ...are fine. I mean... I like her daughters. They're fine people. They're dumb. They, they love don't need Erica. to be smart. They love Erica. They obviously have eyes and ears. They have a gay friend. 
Oh, yeah, they do have a gay friend, love. Andrew. Hi, um, Andrew. Call me when you're 18. <laughs> or maybe now. <laughs> um, they, you know, one of them walked in the show with Gigi, which is super sweet because not to be a dick, but, like, these these are not, like, Hadid supermodels. These are girls that are beautiful. Did you hear that they're not Hadid supermodels? Hadid model. Shalom. My rabbi loved that. Um, they're not, but they're, these are not girls that are going to do high fashion. These are girls I don't that, want them to. I don't want them to. They are I want them to do as... <laughs> They're what did she call it? Do you remember how she pronounced it? Hilferger, <laughs> which maybe <laughs> what's maybe Jagger isn't the only one with speech delay issues. What? <laughs> maybe it actually also means Serena. Which P.S. I had to Google, which I thought I couldn't understand what Dorit said, so I thought she called it papraxia. So then I was Googling papraxia, <laughs> which led to nothing. Papraxia. Papraxia Italiano, which then led to apraxia. I think it was, which is like. So, I don't have kids. I don't understand them. So, I thought that what the, the boy, what, what Jagger had was like a temporary, temporary, temporary thing. Like what, what's her face in New York had with her daughter who like couldn't crawl. Um, who's friends with Brandy. Um, listeners, you're probably saying it out loud while I'm pointing to the wall. Um, the Kate, Kristen loved Elvis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah, who I'm yeah, talking about. Right. So I thought that Josh and whatever. I forgot her name. Um, so I thought that maybe it was something that, like, you can just outgrow. Right, right. Like a developmental thing that you... But it's, like, not. It's your brain. There's, like, an issue. It's, like, a brain oxygen, like, actual, like, brain thing. <laughs> I'm obviously a doctor. There's, like, a brain situation where it's, like, your brain isn't able to transmit to the rest of your body or your mouth Just or whatever. Just for the listeners, um, it would be <laughs> more easy to understand if you could see the hand gesture Sarah's <laughs> making. It's sort of like a vomiting Pac-Man. Like your brain or whatever. <laughs> your brain or whatever like doesn't work or something. But it can't be... You can try to coach it or something, which is why the brain... The, the speech therapy is so important. But then it's... It's like kids learn sign language and stuff. Like, you, you might never be able to communicate, which I didn't realize because they were joking about what accent is he going to have, that it was as serious as it, has, as it is. And I, I'm sure it's very specific to each child, but, like, it might be a fucking thing. And maybe it's because I met PK recently, so now I, like, kind of understand him as a person because we nuzzled. But his, I, I know, I just hold the vomit. Just, like, vomit it back. Put it back in your body. Um, <laughs> but... There was something to be said for, I don't know, there was just like a look in their eyes where it's like, maybe Dorit and PK, <laughs> you look like you're going to murder me, maybe Dorit and PK are like normal people. I mean, the more that I know, wait, and you feel free to argue with me about this, but the more- I'm arguing with you, they're not normal. <laughs> the more that I see Eden, the less I hate Dorit, because I think- Listeners, take two. That was so fun. Our <laughs> my beloved new recorded. We just wrestled like a gator. Um, so what I was saying was, since meeting PK and Dorit, I really feel like oh, you met her too. No, in my mind. Oh. Um, <laughs> since meeting, I'm looking at the audience. <laughs> since meeting PK and Dorit on the show, obviously there was that initial like loathing and hating them, and I think they did a really shitty job. And I wicked. <laughs> Um, I really think that 
they are still ob- obviously they're still grifters obviously there's still like shit that's happening or whatever but i think what is worse if we're judging someone's actions it is worse to say that an addict is not doing a good enough job of being an addict because i said so versus what they're doing which is like we have lots of money and we're pretentious i mean one of these things one of these things is contesting someone's like actual lifespan and the other thing is a rose pink bentley i mean like a rose gold right dorit dorit and pk are pretentious nouveau riche so obnoxious dorit is a Stupid little bitch. Who doesn't raise her children, one of whom is going to, like, wave hello and goodbye. I mean, like, you know, hello it's not... Hello and goodbye. <laughs> um, oh but, uh, and Eden is, like, seems like a really deranged, like, fucked up stalker. Right. And I think that what the tr- the problem for Eden is going to be, she's going to lay the blame on Lisa Rinna and say, listen, Lisa Rinna told me that... Cam is going to die, and that is why I've I've looked at every single thing she has done, and it makes me really, really scared and afraid, and I don't want Kyle to go through what I did with my sister. But the problem with that is that Eden still needs to be responsible for her behavior, and her Mm -hmm. behavior in constantly bringing this up and going to that barbecue at Harry Hamlin's house where Lisa Renna also happens to live and saying – you know, in front of everyone that she wants to have this come to Jesus conversation with Kyle, yeah. which is incredibly inappropriate, is insane. And no Let's ma- call a spade a spade. Right. You know, there's a whole bunch of, you know, con- different theories within the recovery community about the appropriate way to not enable somebody and to okay. have an intervention, right? Okay. But you know what they all have in common? What? That a rando does not just show up at a barbecue and do it in a rude, attacking way. Was she and trying she's to have an intervention? She's trying to make herself important on the show and the storylines by riding the coattails of Kim's problems. Here's here's my issue with Eden. I don't actually think she's doing this for a storyline. I think she is actually this annoying in real life, and there's a camera there. I don't. Maybe a mm. part of it. No, no, no. Maybe a part of it is her trying to play the part of being a superhero um, recovering addict. Maybe mm-hmm. that's a part of it. But I think a large part of this is actually how she behaves. I think she's probably this fucking annoying with everyone right. she comes to contact. And the reason I think that's true is because she broke up with her boyfriend because he told her she was type A, which is obviously correct. And yeah. she's like, go fuck yourself. Because he was like eating Nicorette gum. And she said, how dare you after you had a cheeseburger or something. It's just she's she's is it strange. The thing between cheeseburgers and Nicorette. He was, like, eating dinner or something and then reached for a piece of Nicorette gum, and she found that problematic. And then he said, it's really none of your business. You're, like, like type A. And she's he could like, have had Nicorette at another time, just not after dinner. I think she thought it was maybe addictive behavior or something that he was, like, reaching for gum. But, yeah, that's the whole point is that he's reaching for gum instead of a cigarette. Yeah. Like, how do you not understand this, you fucking moron? Like, she's just not... She's not yeah, 100% she's, she's, there. She doesn't get it. It's not her job to police other people's addictions. Right. And if it was, they'd pick a better policeman than her. She's really not She's not doing a great job of saving someone's exactly. life. No, right. I want to kill myself, and I'm just a listener. Just like right. wa- just a viewer. Just like watching her behavior. Yeah. It makes me feel like, who would ever want to spend time with her? And I, you know what I actually wonder? I wonder what she sees when she watches herself back on yeah. TV. Is this like a come to Jesus well, sh- well, where she will see you know, when I came on too strong, and no matter what Lisa Rinna was saying to me behind the scenes and in front of the camera, I shouldn't have behaved this way? Or is she saying, 
it was all Lisa Rinna's fault. And how is this Or is she saying it's all the editing? Who the fuck knows what these dumb Which, bitches. I don't think this is anything to do with the editing. No, me either, but who knows what she's saying. How is Lisa Rinna going to survive this? Um, I don't I know. She's... There was a clip of her. Did you? I love how randomly this week they were like, this oh, season on Real Housewives. It's to remind you that like good shit is coming if yeah. you feel bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they like, did that with that There was a too. definite clip of Lisa Rinna being like, I can't. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Although my favorite clip was the one where Kim had no makeup and her hair was all crazy. And she was like, Ugh. I was like, Crystal Meth. Crystal Meth. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of no makeup, Lisa Vanderpump, that scene of her the next morning in Mexico with yeah. no makeup, looking like an old haggard woman. I was I love so it. into it. I wanted her to have hair. a fur. Oh, my God. Lisa Vanderpump needs to not wear makeup more often and not no. be so perfectly put no. together. No, I loved it. I felt like they probably had, like, martinis until 4 a.m. and then mm. she and Ken fucked for hours. And she well, just, she like, was rolled. sleeping, but he was fucking. She, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah, it was kind of, yeah, I don't know really what, I don't know what is going to happen with Lisa. I don't know how. Do you know the old Judy Garland joke about that, by the way? About <laughs> fucking, what? About rape? When she, yeah, when she was in The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> oh, that the munchkins were molesting her? Yeah, that, like. That came well, out this week as like a real piece right, of Right, yeah. So but apparently one of the munchkins said to her, oh, Judy, look at that tight little ass. Oh, God. I want to fuck the shit of it. Fuck the shit out of it. And she goes, "If you do, and I hear about it, you are dead." <laughs> oh no! Wait, I don't like hearing about Munchkins with sexual appetites. I don't know why it's ruining the movie. Um, but back to Kim Richards, but, the other drug addict, child back actor. To Kim, the other gnome on TV. Um, so yeah, I don't know how. I don't know how Kyle and Lisa Rinna could ever have a friendship after this. I don't know. But I know that well, they will. Well, first of all, let's be real here, okay? Kyle, is, Kyle is willing to have a friendship with someone on very defined terms for the sake of the show. I mean, look at Case her and Lisa Rinna. Lisa Rinna. Lisa Rinna. Right, 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 right. You know, Kyle's going to do what is right Which is like Kyle. the weirdest showmance of all time. Totally. But yes. And Lisa Rinna is like... 98% lip and 2% bullshit. I mean, she's not gonna... I could workshop. There's a better version of that joke. But, you know... No, I love... I, I love Lisa Rinna. She might be my favorite one on the show, but, like, Lisa Rinna is not gonna be like, I just can't get over what happened and move on. Like, Lisa Rinna will be, like, on a dime, you know? I mean, that dinner, that barbecue where Kim was like, well, you can't, you never apologized for coming after me that whole season. And Lisa Rinna was like, I am sorry. <laughs> like... I feel like Lisa Rinna, you could be like, you never apologize for the Holocaust. And she would be like, I'm truly sorry. But Lisa Rinna is also that person that's like, and I was so nice to you that one time. And then they do a flashback to that dinner where Kim is asking for apology and Lisa Rinna just isn't even listening. She's like, I'm sorry. Like, she's not, she's not actually apologetic. Lisa I know, Rinna, but I'm just saying she'll make nice with anybody. She's not going to get hung up on previous drama. Right. I mean, yeah, she starred in a diaper commercial. She has, she has full of bullshit and she gets paid top dollar for it. And let me it. just say, for anyone in the universe listening, I'd be glad to do a diaper commercial. Oh my god, you guys send I will literally shit myself on TV <sighs> and give up all dignity if it means that her, I can she get She got a million dollars. I'll do it for a hundred thousand. So we just need to take a minute. Sixty thousand. <laughs> trip to Paris. Four hundred dollars. Twenty five hundred dollars. If you are Harry Ben's brother and you're listening, he will shit in public, unless you on give him TV. $450, yeah. um, please invest kindly. Thank you. Um, so, I just have to 
say we need to take a minute and talk about the actual bottle of love, not that piece of shit that Eden gave somebody last week. I don't even remember who. Was it Kyle? It was some, oh, she yeah. somebody just said a dumb glass container that yeah. had love and gold. She yeah. is that asshole where you would uh, spend like $68 and some poor kid in Taiwan is like doing that Kyle, and learning how to write. Kyle had like smashed it on the ground so it became sharp and jagged and just cut her She's married out. to a Jew. She was probably like, Lahayam, and then yeah. threw it and whatever. Oh, Mauricio. Um, oh, Mauricio. Oh my God. Every time he talks I about how he's I want to have a threesome with old Mauricio and young Mauricio. Okay, there's no difference. When they do those little photos of... And Kyle looks different because Kyle has gotten older, but Kyle's always been Kyle's beautiful. gotten older. <laughs> and it's more stretched out, more tighter. Kyle's gotten tighter and older. But Maury also looks essentially the same. Yeah, he just has gray hair now. But I want to live... But the, he's just sexy as all get he's, out. It's ridiculous. It makes me sad. What color I, do you think his skin is? What color? Yeah, is it like... Israeli olive? Mexican olive. A little bit, right? It's kind of like olive um, with a little bit of spice. It's kind of like an espresso with like a, like a macchiato, you know. Oh my god, yeah, venti, fanta. Love it. Mm. Um mm. I want to mm. live the rest of my life the way Erica Jane drives a jet ski. What mm-hmm. did she say? She was like fast, up, hard, she quick, goes, no can... regrets. Totally. Zero fucks. <laughs> Expensive. Oh, my God, I'm hitting the water. It's okay. I'm from Georgia. They're like, oh, my God, are you okay? She's like, of course. She's like, that's fucking part of the ride. She was like, how dare you ask if I'm okay, you stupid bitch. I don't think, listen, I don't don't want this to be, I don't want this to be, um, uh, I'm so neurotic that I don't want to say this and then have it come and, and bite me in the ass. It's not about being wrong. It's just about being paranoid. I don't, I don't think that Erica Jane could ever let me down. No, I just don't. Never. I, if she hasn't so far, I mean, we saw the clips for the rest of the season where she loses her shit. I am fully convinced that that is, because it seems like it's aimed at Dorit from the additional new scenes that we saw. I think Dorit probably says to her, some maybe something rough, this is how I actually think it's going to go down. Dorit, uh, Erica Jane's going to say something to Dorit about, like, you don't have any struggle or something. Or maybe Dorit will say, I'm struggling because of Jagger and not speaking yeah. or whatever, just waving and, like, screaming. And then she's going to say, you actually have no idea. You have no pain. And then Erica Jane is going to reference her son being a fucking cop in L.A. And she's going to say, you have no idea what I do, what I have to put up with that night. And I think we're just going to call it a day. I don't think. I hope you're right. I think I'm right. I got scared that it might be something about her. About her pussy? Her marriage? (laughs) Yeah. This is an audio recording. Sometimes it's I just didn't want to say anything negative because I love her so much. They seem like they have a good marriage. But, like, when they show her crying in that clip, it made me real nervous. Yeah, I think you're... And she was like, you don't know what I go through every night? And I pictured, what's his name? Ross Perot, her husband. Her husband, Ross Perot? Yeah. I... Like, I, does he, like, beat her with, like, a Flintstone-style, like, oh chicken bone? Oh, my God! Bomb? This is not the Cosby show. <laughs> this is family entertainment. No, I think that, um... Sarah, I really threw Sarah for a loop here. <laughs> I hope so. I hope it is. I hope it is. I really hope you're right. I mean, I guess we'll see. I mean, I'm not saying that, like, dubiously. I hope you're right. You probably are right. I hope you're right. I think you broke my heart just now. I think that's an interesting way to end it. Don't go breaking my heart. Oh, my God. You guys, this was an Andy's Girl sing-along. Enjoy that fun little intermission we had when um, the new tech that all of you guys were online bullied me about (laughs) broke down. So, um... Come see my show. Come see Ben's show. I will be there on February 19th at 7 o'clock. Right. Downtown New York. 
downtown at the Duplex. At the Duplex. We're so excited. And guys, such a great weekend. Thank you for being here and putting up with me. Thank you for putting up with me. Yay. Okay, guys, um, can't wait for next week for more um, Andy's Girls. Follow us online if I can figure out what an online thing is. Okay, interwebs. Eat carbs. Bye, guys. Eat carbs. Bye. <laughs>